0: Hey, welcome back to the episode of the 5Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop, and it is Thursday, September 14th, which is an especially special day for the 5Tool Podcast because one half of this duo is celebrating a birthday today. There is still a three to start that number, so we're okay there. Uh, i'll give you a hint it is not me um mine is coming up though um it is drew drew happy birthday how many pumpkin items have we consumed already today
1: uh today none but and i will say i will say there have been three pumpkin products brought into my house in the last week well actually no no four four because koi talked mary into actually buying a giant like pumpkin that uh for halloween that is like <laughs> that shoots out smoke and you have to fill it up with water and so i get home and i guess somebody had plugged it in before i took them to school and there was a huge puddle of water all over our
0: kitchen floor oh, because it i gotta i gotta see you have to like publish a video i've got to see the smoke the smoke uh yeah the smoke pumpkin
1: yeah, well, and but back to so the other three items that have been brought into my house were not purchased by me. I've been really proud of myself wow. so far. So far. Um,
0: but that's uh, yeah. good though, because I mean we're we're basically halfway through oh it's, it's out. They're that's, out they're out because they start coming out like what August?
1: I uh, feel like yeah. I didn't
0: really look for much this year because a it's not really my cup of tea, and B like I've been so disgusted with the weather because it yeah. felt like it still kind of feels like summer. Although we actually got rain last night for the first time in like three months, um, so it's like it's been totally off my radar. Um, even when I go to coffee shops, but now I'm starting to kind of notice it. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, Drew's probably crushed some pumpkin muffins <laughs> or, or something like that at some point. Um, well, we've yeah. we've had we've
1: had muffins. Um, we've had cookies. Um, there's something else, some other, I think there's, like, pumpkin, like, pretzels things. Interesting. They're, they're, yeah, they're, like, they're, like, yogurt
0: pretzels, but there's, like, pumpkin yogurt. I mean, Ooh, I mean, see, yeah, I got jacked, hooked, unfortunately, right now. where I was trying to find an alternative, to, I found these tiny little Sour Patch Kids, which kind of turned into a treat form whenever we would use the potty. It's, like, just the head of the Sour Patch. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you know, they're really small. That's not a big deal. But like, I was like, oh man, I can't have them crushing like Sour Patch Kids all day or, or every day. So I got a mix, started mixing in some yogurt covered almonds, which he's a big, big fan of. And now I find myself being a big, big fan of that. So oh. they don't really stay okay. in the house too long. But uh, well, that was our most important housekeeping item is happy birthday to Drew. Um, secondly, uh, we've got an exciting partnership that's coming up with the 5Tool Podcast. Um, this isn't like the official, like, you know, sponsor launch. launch type deal. Uh, but, um, you know, Drew and I have go way, way back with, with, uh, Lowell Galindo, um, who's basically, a, I guess like co-founder of a, a hit forth, um, which I know about cause it's, you know, about 15 minutes from my house here in Austin, um, for lack of a better term just like a hitting development baseball place and i've been there before i've seen it in action i love it it's so much fun um it's just all about kids of all ages young kids uh middle school high school college whomever just going in there and getting better um as a hitter and you know, every class is kind of specialized to each player and they've got the tech going on. It's just, it's a lot of fun, but these guys get a lot better too. Um, so it just, it, it made so much sense when we talked to Lowell and, you know, they're kind of, you know, want to kind of get out there a little bit more with their exposure and things like that. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I love what y'all do. Um, so we're going to be working with them in the future. The podcast will soon be presented uh, by HitForth and you can go to hitforth.com and check out what they're doing and in their Instagram and Twitter pages as well. Uh, it's really, really fun. It's it's a bunch of like really, really skilled hitting guys that go about it the right way uh, with a great blend of, of fun and development and results, uh, which is ultimately what everybody wants. So excited to say those guys are on board and will be officially on board uh, probably the first week of October. We'll be launching um, our official podcast sponsorship with them. Um, and I guess our third housekeeping item is, well, we, w- we won't get too far into this, but are use- you... How are you still processing a weekend of Texas winning at Alabama and the Cowboys handing the Giants a historical loss? I saw there was like six – there was like a six – I promise we'll get to – we're going to talk about the North Texas scout team, the Dodgers scout team, we're going to have a ton of baseball to talk about. But there was like a – there were like six things that the Giants didn't do that game that like nobody had ever done, and it was like a historically (laughs) bad bad loss for for the g-men who rolled in there with a lot of optimism
1: i will say that i do have the cowboys defense on in four of my five fantasy leagues oh um, that's so, nice so that was a good thing um and uh that was a beat down no real if ands or buts about it um they just i mean I couldn't believe the Giants kept Daniel Jones in the game as long I as I couldn't did. either, but NFL teams I teams is a mean,
0: weird thing with that. They just leave. Yeah, in there The whole game. It was,
1: that was, that was tough to watch if you're a Giants fan, I would think, but, um, uh, Micah Parsons, I mean, I, if he's not, if barring injury, if he's not the defensive player of the year this year, I, I'll say that it's rigged. Um, but on the Texas side, that was, um, that was impressive. They, you know, I, that was, I guess that was—I've told some people that that was the only birthday present I needed, but um,
0: <laughs> that's yeah, like ten I mean, years in the making birthday present. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting, been waiting for a while. Um, But I mean, that was just a complete dismantling, and the score didn't really do it justice um, of how bad they actually beat them. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, I think for the program trajectory and where they are and the rebuild and all that. I think the way they had to win was probably more beneficial in the long run um, to their success. But man, that was, that was an impressive showing. Um, And, you know, I I see how they bounce back. If they're good, they'll take care of business this week against Wyoming and go about it professionally. And, you know, everything they're saying sounds right, but you just never know until you get back out there, but, you know, they'll see if they can take that next step to being a, a consistently good team not just a team that shows up for a big game but you know now they, sh- they should be favored maybe by double digits in every game
0: they play the rest of the year yeah possibly. I've been kind of surprised at how much the analytics like Oklahoma. and so that line might be kind of close actually but yeah they're going to be a favorite the, the rest of the way um, and yeah it's like Bobby Bowden summed it up great when you're building a program he goes you lose big, you lose close, you win close, you win big. So this needs to be a win big kind of week for Texas and a lot of these guys yeah. forward need to. But uh, we got a ton of baseball to talk about. Um, one of the highlights of the fall is an opportunity to get out and see uh, the North Texas scout team and also the uh, the Dodgers scout team, which is effectively the South Texas um, scout team. Um, basically, professional scouts put their heads together build a roster to go out and uh, play exhibition games against Junior colleges because it's a great in uh evaluation setting for high school players to play junior college players and of course those Scouts want to see those junior college players as well but um it's 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 I love it because you get to you get an idea like okay it's another setting where the best high school players are on a team with their peers so who stands out amongst those guys and also too who stands out amongst You know, when you're facing junior college hitters, junior college pitchers um, and that sort of thing. So it's it's a lot of fun to get out and see those. I saw the North Texas team last week um, against Grayson and then you saw them uh, last night against Panola. And then on Tuesday, I saw the Dodgers um, scout team at San Jacinto um, against San Jacinto. So. Uh, let's let's lead off with with the Dodgers group first, since we've we've seen both of them. Um, you saw you got a fresh look, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Excuse me, Blue Jays. I don't know, I keep saying. Um, you you got a fresh look last night at those guys against Panola. Um, based on what I saw from our coverage, it was obvious that Brody Walls was the best pitcher, like in the uniform that that like regardless of team. Uh, He was electric. Um, What did you think of him and just kind of um, any sort of standout or just anything in general that stood out besides him?
1: Well, I I thought it was a good example of something that we talk about a lot um, that, you know, sometimes you get into some of those late summer events like Area Code and some of the ones leading up to it. And guys are just tired. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both thought Brody Walls was really good in San Diego. Uh, Mm -hmm. but last night he was electric, like the stuff ticked up. I mean, it was, it was, if I was Texas, I would have been a little worried watching it. (laughs) Um, I mean, just, I mean, he was, he, he had the best performance last night. He had the best stuff. Um, I mean, three pitches, it was, it was impressive. Uh, you know, up to 94 pretty easily. He, he was the only guy that threw two innings for the, for the blue Jays team, but man, we were all excited to see him get back out there. Cause he had a quick first inning and he came back out and held his velo. Um, and was just dominant. I mean, mm-hmm. to put it, I, I don't really know how else to put it, but I mean, he was attacking, the ball was running all over the place, um, uh, pitching to both sides of the plate, changing speeds, uh, just, that's how you draw it up. I mean, couldn't, couldn't have, uh, couldn't have gone much better for him. Um, But man, it was, you know, it kind of got into a lull in the game. He threw a little bit later in the game and he woke everybody up um, to put it, to put it into context. I mean, it was, it was just a really impressive outing and I mean, there's, there's just no telling how good he can be over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. He, when I saw him, it was 90, 92 uh, slider, 82, 83, change up 83, 84. And he got whiffs on all three pitches um in one inning, which I mean, yeah. you think about it, you're only facing three guys, you're not a whole lot opportunity to get whiffs with all three pitches. Um, It looked like he was even better up to 94 last yeah. night. And he's a really good infielder too, and a right-handed hitter, but I it's, He's starting to show some signs that it could just like really really take off on the mound. Um it's a fun look too it's like an athletic lower slot which you kind of don't typically see those right all the time. Um but yeah it it looked uh it looked electric last night and then another guy that um on the flip side of that some really loud contact was was Sam Erickson I know you got to see him a bunch of um last spring i had my first look at him in person um last week and uh he had a he had a wow moment with the bat in that game but it it looked like he was wow all the time last night
1: yeah i mean he four at bats the three that he put in play were all 100 miles an hour plus um on the exit velocity that'll work uh and then he walked his other bat but man like he was he offensively he was the best performer uh in the game i thought overall but i mean he just ball jumps off his bat you know we didn't get to see him a ton this summer but you know picking up where he left off uh on that really hot playoff run to carry them all the way through to round mm-hmm. rock was um kind of you know the same guy that we'd seen there i mean he, he just punished anything that came close to the zone last night and it was um it it stood out in, in a loud way for sure
0: yeah, he's he's so like physically impressive. Like he's strong. Like yes, yeah. you see him running around out there, and it's like, man, this looks like a you know a junior in an SEC program that's you know right. filled out and he's got that sort of strength. And like uh it's like a very simple kind of heel tap operation at the plate, and like it's just like he doesn't really whiff and he's got good barrel control. And I mean the ball just just really, Plants. really jumps off. Yeah, just well, and he's not.
1: And for a, for a guy as muscular as he is, he's not stiff. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of guys that you see in college that are that physically well put together, muscularly, uh, a lot of them end up being stiff, and he's not. I mean, we've seen him do the backflip in the playoffs after the mm-hmm. double. I mean, he's he he moves
0: well, and, and and you don't really have to worry about the stiffness there. Sawyer, Stroh, Snyder, when, when I saw them, yeah, he put two balls in play over 100 miles an hour. was 4-2-4 down the line. Um, you know, sometimes in the fall, you you can tell guys are a little out of whack at the plate just from a timing, fluidity. I mean, who knows where these guys are coming from? Like, I, when I was at the, the Dodgers scout team deal, uh, Colin Toter had come from, I think, from football practice straight to that event. So these guys are kind of doing all sorts of stuff, and, and he was a little out of whack when I saw him, but, like, he was hammering the ball again last night. I mean, it's, it's, he's fast and he's also strong with the way those, those yeah. hands and, and, uh, and the swing works in the batter's box.
1: Yeah. And, it, and one of the things that he, that he does typically that, that I always like is he plays hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, um, unfortunately, you know, these days, you know, we harp on it a lot. It seems, um, some people seem to get the message, not necessarily from us, but from somewhere, um, that, you know, if you do play hard, you stand out. Yeah. Um, and it sounds funny to say that, but it's true. And you know, a couple of guys that I noticed that typically play this way and that definitely played this way last night. Sawyer was one of them, got down the line quick on some ground balls. Uh AJ DePaulo, we talk about the energy that he plays mm-hmm. with all the time. And last night was no different. And, you know, as a team, I mean, I kind of felt a little bit like the area code games where that wasn't consistent across the board for the team, um, and I don't know why. But you know, just they're kind of you know it's a different setting. I mean, yeah. but you look behind the plate and there's double-digit pro scouts right there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a tryout. It's an audition every time you go out there. Um, if you're this level of prospect, then I don't think that some guys on the team understand that um now at the same time i mean there's some guys that are nursing some injuries and all that so that we we do understand that and we're not advocating for being reckless um but the guys that do get down the line quick a lot you know i I mentioned aj i i just enjoy watching him play because he plays hard all the time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's got that energy that uh that you know that you hope your leaders on a team have um another guy that plays really hard i thought did so last night pearson reebok I mean yep. he grounded out grounded out to to first base one time and you know got down the line like it was a ball that he had a chance to beat out um and I always appreciate that you know I know he's he's taught to do that by coach rose and um you know and I, I know he's heard me say it plenty you know I I've talked to the team there a couple of times and I always end up bringing that up but or any team that I talk to really cuz you know as as people that do what we do we get to see a lot of games mm-hmm. um and you know the the effort level now versus a decade ago just seems to be down collectively, not, not yeah. every individual. Um, and then let's see, I had another one written down as someone that I thought, that Sawyer stroh he's a guy that got down the line quick. So, um, and that's not to say none of the others never did, um, but collectively as a group, it just kind of seemed like it was lackadaisical. And I know that there were some scouts commenting about their effort level last night versus last week, you know, kind of like they'd lost some energy or whatever it may be, but um I, you know, it's it for the guys that figure that out and, and do it right the whole time. It's, you know, kudos to them and they stick out uh in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, but you know, as, as a result for some of that, you know, the, the Panola team put it on them <laughs> from a scoreboard standpoint. I mean, they, they came to play, they were playing hard, they hit some home runs Um and they were, they were impressive. Um But but yeah it'll be interesting to see and kind of track that over the over over the rest of the fall you know because with some of the you know a lot of these guys are carries carryovers from that from that area code team and mm-hmm. you know i i don't know that uh, that all of them play with the sense of urgency all the time and it's just something that i i pick up on and i know some of the scouts sitting in, behind the plate mention that as well so yeah
0: and the, you got <clears throat> these guys are insane too you if you don't think yourself as a as a pro prospect right now, these are the same guys who are going to be scouting you again in three years. Yeah. Like the, the same ones uh, by and large, you know, some guys will leave the state and so on and so forth. They'll play college baseball. But generally speaking, like this is, these guys, like there might be from these teams, I'm just ballparking it, like two draft guys, you know, and yet there's scouts from every team watching these, you know, because they're doing their due diligence and, figuring out who those guys are and who they like and so on and so forth. But it's also, it's, it's information about when these guys become prospects again, like, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember, I remember AJ DePaulo, like that guy was like four, two down the line all the time, fall, summer, wherever, like always played hard. Like seemed like he always had good energy. Oh yeah. Stroh Snyder, you know, like would bust it down the line. And Reebok was 92 off the mound and like digging out, you know, routine grounders to set you like, that's, you know guys are going to remember that sort of stuff so it's just you know they're acquiring information about years down the road as well um in Reebok I mean for a guy that like didn't he, didn't he go into last year like limited pitching background limited center field background and <laughs> I thought he did yeah. he's definitely thrown well this fall I don't know if he's played yeah center when I when I was there um but like he could pitch like he can he can he can pitch like it's not just a guy that throws hard on the mound he can actually pitch
1: well, and, and I think like he's a guy that for me like in the spring he feeds off of emotional situations like mm-hmm. he he likes big moments and I think he gets into the game and gets the juices going and and uh, the velo jumps a little bit but I mean if that's the case the spring he's gonna be throwing really hard because he was at yes. the ninety two last night and it was pretty easy um, and just knowing him and having a lot of exposure to him you know I. I know that he's a guy that feeds off of that and takes it to another level. So that'll be exciting to see. But um, yeah, he had a triple last night hit a ball in front of the center fielder that dove. And man, when he opens it up on the bases, like he can really run too. So um, he was one kind of with those run-
0: long striders, you know, once he gets yeah. going, he can, he can yeah. gather
1: some ground. He's not as fast, not near as fast as Drew Stubbs was, but it's kind of that same like long stride when he gets going that I, but he yeah, he got the third pretty quick once that ball got past the past the center fielder. Um, so good showing for him for sure. Yeah.
0: One one of my favorite looks this fall has been Berkeley Roddy because Oh, yeah. Yep. I feel like he's a good example of the summer. And we always talk about this with pitchers. You you just don't know. Like it's it's kind of a roller coaster. Like it's hot. These guys are the good players are often coming off of long springs. They're going straight in the summer ball, they're throwing a lot, they're traveling. They're usually thrown multiple times over the course of a week. So like, you just don't know what you're going to get from a performance standpoint. Not that he didn't perform. I mean, he was like the dude, one of the dudes in the early summer, Oklahoma jumped on him. Like he was a good player. And then I saw him last week and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's up to 94. And it wasn't just that it was like the shape of the fastball. was like you don't typically see that kind of induced vertical break for for a high school guy and it played like when he threw it middle or up in the zone it really played up um but he was 94 miles an hour again last night um sliders getting swings and misses um and I actually thought too like I when I watched him I was like is he throwing sinkers and um and I found out that like he throws a really really firm changeup as well um so that's that's a part of the arsenal too but like I mean, I've been really impressed with him. Um, it was like, you know, I, I was like, man, I did not see, I saw a good fastball. I did not see this fastball um, in the summer because that's, that's one of the better fastballs in the state, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, the the word that always sticks out to me when I watch him pitch is attack. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, he comes at you, um, doesn't really hide what he's trying to do and just attacks. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he, to me, is a guy that you could see being the back end of a bullpen, like really early on in college, um, just from a you know mentality and mannerisms and just the way he attacks. I mean, I, mm-hmm. he's his stuff was really good last night. I thought he performed really well. Um, definitely one of the better outings for, for the for the Blue Jays last night.
0: Looks like last night, Jason Flores showed us the other side of the two-way ability. I saw him on the mound the week before up to, I believe, 95 miles an hour. Um, breaking ball is more kind of closer to a more of a true slider type. Like, he can always really spin it. And I think he's trying to figure out, am I going to go with kind of a two plane sweeper-ish curveball or a more harder slider? But he can really spin it. He can really throw strikes. Um, but last night, I mean, I don't know if people realize like he, he's got a lot of power as a hitter too. Like, I think long-term he's probably a pitcher. I don't probably, I, I think he is a pitcher long-term because of the operation and, and stuff on the mound, but like he can, he can really impact the baseball too. Yeah. He, he had double last night. It, it was after he had just gotten hit by a pitch too. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he got hit by a pitch. They put a runner on started the count over and he smashed the ball in the gap. 104 off the bat for a double that was um, struck well to put it lightly. And, and he's a good athlete too. He, he, uh, just one more like football player yeah
0: yeah and I you like can, yeah you can moves. see it like when he gets going um we talk about it all the time with with luke billings it's like when the competition gets better it's like he typically like rises to the occasion it's like it's just kind of just seemingly comes natural to him you know and there he is in in a setting against junior college pitcher hitting hitting a you know three-run bomb at dbu and he caught last night too, didn't he? He did, he did. Um, but yeah, he,
1: yeah, he's the guy. He just produces, you know. Like it, it, anytime he's at, I've ever seen him like kind of get in the lull where you, you might be thinking he's going into a slump, he hits a bomb. <laughs> like it's just like mm. he he crushes balls. He just impacts the ball. Um, and and a lot of times, I mean, going back to high school, a lot of times for him, it's it's in big moments too. You know, he, they were, they were, get, they were down pretty big yesterday. And then he hit a three run homer um, to left that the ball just jumped. Like, I, I didn't think it was gone off the bat, but it went, you know, and, um, he, he's just, he's gifted, man. He just, he has the ability to change a game with one swing of the bat, uh, pretty easily. And that's what he does.
0: Yeah. Like, Min Jay sale last night, he, he wasn't there the week I was there. He, he threw last night, um, reminded everybody that, um, that high school rotation is gonna be um pretty, pretty ridiculous between him and Marcos Pause. Uh sale up to 94. Looked like the curveball was working, had the change up as well. I mean, it's just it's a for a 2025, it's a really, really good arsenal. And I mean, he's holding the velocity too. I mean, that's you know, where he was in the summer and there again in the fall as well. And um, I think he's starting to kind of fill out a little bit. He kind of looks like yeah, he's, he's noticeably bigger. Yeah, yeah, you could you could tell like through the lower half and stuff. He's starting to fill out, which is going to really help him with that delivery. Yeah, um, very
1: very impressive outing for him. That was very it was very Workman like. You know, he, I think it was funny because he like he showed up during the first inning, you know, changed in the dugout, and then goes out does his work, and then was gone before the bottom half of the inning even finished. <laughs> But like, it it's, like, like a, it's
0: like, it's a, like a, a frontline starter in spring training, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. He oh, was prefer- third, all right, I got, I got these two innings. We're going to rock and roll. I'm going to get my work in before get on the mound, get it done. And I'll be on the golf course, you know, playing, playing, uh, playing nine holes.
1: Yep. It was a quick one, two, three inning for him. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just very workmanlike, very professional and just got in and out and did it, took care of his business and went home, <laughs> you know? So Uh, But yeah, that was, that was as good as I've seen him. I think, you know, as I mean, the stuff is always there. Mm -hmm. Um, Occasionally, sometimes I think, you know, his stuff's so good and he likes to show it off, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. Uh, But occasionally he gets deeper into counts sometimes just trying to not necessarily overthrowing, but, you know, doing more than he has to with what his stuff is. Um, Yeah. That's, you know, and that's not unusual for a kid his age by any means um, but the stuff is electric uh, but as far as like professionalism and just getting the job done and, and you know in out see you later that's, that's what last night was for me with him but uh, really good outing for for Minj. yeah
0: two guys that threw um last week when <laughs> i was there i don't believe they were there last night uh braden bergman uh was up to 96 miles an hour uh curveball slider change up had the full arsenal working, uh, his usual competitiveness. Um, he had some lengthy at bats and like they, he just refuses to give in and he's not afraid to challenge guys either. And I thought he, he showed some good feel for kind of moving the fastball around as well. Um, and uh, a Dyson Hill uh, was up to 90, really spun the breaking ball again, but, uh, and I, I didn't, I haven't seen him have this kind of change up um, before. I have to go look back in my area code notes. I'm not sure how much he even threw one. Um, out in San Diego but um, I won't spoil the rule but there's kind of some things in place where guys typically throw more changeups ups um, in this setting for, for this team and he threw a couple of left-on-left changeups that were nasty and I was like whoa like I didn't know you had that sort of thing kind of hanging in your back pocket just one of those ones that's like a lot of late kind of natural run to the arm side um, I, I thought he looked um, he looked good uh, on the mound uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I mentioned Flores on the mound as well. Um I know Cooper Powell through through last night. Um sounded like he was a little bit better when I saw him. He was up to ninety one um when I saw him, but that's, you know from the left side of that sort of spin, you can see why Texas jumped on that one pretty quick.
1: Yeah,, uh, going back to Dason, um, you can tell he's starting to fill out. I mean, if you looked at him before the summer versus now, mm-hmm. definitely looks like he's put on some weight uh the velos back up um which is a good sign for him you know Mm -hmm. we talk about it all the time like there's some of these guys just get tired um and i think he was he was in that in that boat at some points during the summer but stuff was really good last night um you know he's he's a guy that's gonna be at the top of people's list to go see this spring because um you know he's just he he he's impressive and and he's only gonna you know you can see with the body and with the stuff like he's only gonna keep getting better and that's what's exciting about him and you know he just needs to take these next couple of months and continue stacking and adding on and um you know it across the board you know in his outings is yeah you know weight all that kind of stuff i mean he, sky's the limit for him because he he's he's a special arm talent um and like you said that that change that feel for that changeup's coming um and you know Velo was back up last night, which was good to see for him. Going, Braden Bergman didn't throw the last night; he wasn't there. But I I got to see him this past weekend. They, the oh, that's right, yeah. Tigers scrimmage um on Sunday out at Melissa and man, he's just. I think he's just. Braden's in that stage right now where it's just kind of boring for him. You know, he's just like kind of toying with people, um, and he, he's just he just seems to be at another level um uh, than most of the guys he's facing uh, and he's fun to watch, man. He, he knows what he's doing. He attacks, he moves the ball around, um, has an idea of what he's, what he really wants to do on the mound. And, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Cause it's not just like a guy with arm strength. Like there's some, there's some feel for, for throwing strikes and multiple pitches and how to attack guys and, and stuff like that, which is, which is really, really exciting. Um, I saw Mason cook last week who, Managed to like, I just whenever I'd watch his summer team, he didn't throw. I feel like I just it was one of those deals where I just missed him. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to see him on the mound and it was, it was a fun look up to 92 miles an hour. Uh, and the changeup really flashed like really low spin, good shape changeup. And we know he's got the breaking ball as well. Um, and it's like, yeah, can see why you know McClinning got in on that one because that looked like a you know this guy could really break out. He, he's probably already breaking out after the way he finished the summer and the way he threw, um, the way he threw uh, last week. But that was a good get by then to get on there, get in there early and, and uh, and get that arm locked up. Um, any more guys from the from the North Texas group you want to mention before I run through um, some of the South Texas guys down here at the Dodgers group? Um, Sawyer Farr
1: made one really good play up the middle. Uh, it seems like he play. does that
0: once a game now.
1: He does. He he has a really good feel for when and where to dive and how to get up and get rid of it quickly. Um that athleticism for him is obviously plus uh you know he's he's another guy that continues to get bigger and stronger. And the more he does that, the more impact he's gonna have at the plate. Um and just but it is I like his actions defensively. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be interesting to see how big he gets in time and mm-hmm. You know whether or not he stays at shortstop. I mean, right now there's no reason to think he won't because he his actions are good and he 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 shows some real athleticism going up the middle um, and making some plays. You know, defensively. So, uh, and, and this will be, I think, his first year that he hasn't been playing football too. Right. So yeah. So you might get a more consistent time to lift and get stronger mm-hmm, and just kind of exactly. just be a little, little bit sharper, um, more continuously at the plate and defensively for this time of year at least for sure yeah Um, with how
0: much he ran around as a quarterback like i I imagine like putting weight on was probably a pretty tough in season right practicing those heat in that heat and running around like he's he was as a kind of a dual threat quarterback and yeah i had had him 4-1 down the line from the right side last week i mean he can he can really he can run
1: yeah the, the the last guy for me uh carson bailey that was the first time. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know how I forgot
1: that one. That was, that was the first time I've seen him live uh, against hitters. Um, mm-hmm. And he gave up a home run, but then he, you know, he got right back in there, which was, you know, as important to me, you know, I mean, I think he's had some outings where he hasn't really been challenged uh, mm-hmm. because his stuff is so good, but I thought it was really impressive to me to just get right back in there um, after having given up a home run. You mm-hmm. know I mean? It's, you're going to give them up at some point in your career. um, And how you react to it a a lot of times is what separates the good ones from the best ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought like he showed some, uh, some good breaking balls, a couple of good change-ups and you know, that that trajectory is just headed straight up to where he might be, you know, the guy that people want to get to see this spring up here, just because, I mean, a lot of people haven't seen him a lot for Mm -hmm. one um and the stuff is electric and he just can I, I imagine you know assuming his trajectory is like most people it's just going to keep getting his stuff's just going to keep getting better and better the further away he gets from from having surgery so um but it was a good look for him last night i thought and you know as i said sometimes it's good to see these guys get hit around a little yes, bit yes it is know? yeah i know the pro guys want to see how do you respond because Mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes that's tough in this environment because you may only have one inning like he Mm -hmm. did but in the course of that inning he showed you everything that you'd want to see so um impressive outing for him I thought despite giving up a couple runs um you know the shape and and stuff coming out of his hand was good so uh, you know mission accomplished from from that side of things for me with
0: yeah Scott. I don't know how I, I I probably wrote like 600 words just about him last week and for some reason it just completely invaded my mind but uh, yeah it was like I, I kind of joked that he got on the mound and started throwing and I got a couple of texts from the scout section like basically like uh who's this guy because <laughs> it's yeah. like 92, 93, left side. It's like, you know, good mover, you know, pretty good delivery. Yeah. You got the arm speed. You got, you know, some some fuel for a breaking ball. It's like, where did this guy come from? Um, it's like, don't yeah. feel bad. Like like nobody – like I'd never heard of him in, before he showed up to our showcase event. And then you, you guys started texting me about him as it was happening. And I was like, whoa, you know, where did this so guy yeah. come from? So, Well,
1: you know, not to, not to brag on him too much, but his older brother Carter – uh, is one of our best video guys um and uh he actually is working for the A&M football team this fall um, oh yeah um I don't think he if he went probably enjoyed his trip to Miami last week but uh, but very good. some of our best video from the summer came from Carter so we've always been a fan of his. Um a couple guys so what you're knew, saying
0: is we should have elite coverage of Carson Bailey starts this year. You you would think I assuming he assuming
1: Jimbo lets him out of the the building in the spring. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um but hey, Jimbo wonder, might
0: not be in the building this time in the spring. <laughs> Keep I hope on he is. that
1: Christmas tree. I hope he is. Um <laughs> but uh, a couple guys for panola that I just wanted to touch on real quick. Um you know, it starts as, I before Chris Stewart, uh, who uh pitched at McClendon and then um Texas, I hadn't heard of a whole lot of kids coming from the Netherlands. Um, but Panola had a couple kids from the Netherlands. I
0: saw that, that, yeah.
1: That uh performed really well last night. I thought shortstop Raphael Smink, I guess is how you say it. Smink. Um, but I thought he swung the bat well. I liked his, you know, he athletic in the in the infield. Um Cohen Van Kluser uh, is what I'm going to go with on pronunciation, but definitely one of the better arms that Panola mm-hmm. threw out last night. Um, seems to be, you know, the kind of consensus is he's one of the uh, more well, one of the bigger pro prospects on that roster. But I thought I was impressed with him. He, he's uh, he's he got some room to grow, um, add some velo, but he knows how to pitch. He knows what he's doing on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.M. Long is another guy um, not from the Netherlands, but from East Texas uh, that is at Panola this fall. And I thought he swung the bat. Well, Uh, he looks more athletic um, than he did at this time last year. I thought he looked, looked good uh, physically, Uh, you know, took a good in and out swung the bat really well, had some good at bats, uh, had a hundred mile an hour exit velocity on a ground ball to short, had a 95 mile an hour exit velocity on a sack fly and had another single in his first at bat. And then Connor Cassano out of Frisco led off for them. Um, and really, really swung the bat. Well, he had an impressive night, uh, a couple high exit velocities, uh, for him. And I, I, I was impressed with him. So,
0: Yeah. I I lied. There are a couple, I forgot a couple guys. Um, I thought Will Yeary, I hadn't seen him swing that much from the right side because he's a switch hitter. And you're gonna see those guys swing most often from the left hand side because they are facing right-handed pitcher. But like his right-handed swing and like his batting practice rounds were probably the best that I saw um that, that week I was out there. Like he can he can impact the baseball from the right side. Really good hands. I love the way they work. And he's gonna like fill out and like he could he can mash at DBU. I'm excited to see to follow his development. And then um uh Hayden Kreitz, um, catcher from uh from Paradise. He's been in Seminole State. Every time I see him, it's just a really smooth operation. The batter's box and can hit the baseball hard. Um, you know, just a just a guy that it, it seems like it comes comes easy to him. Um, on the Grayson side, I've got to mention um this guy, David uh Gian. Fascinating pitcher because he went. In the middle of a bat, he could go from submarine to over the top, and it was like eighty. If from like eighty-eight from the side with like a sweeper slider that had some good spin, and then all of a sudden he could pop up over the top and go up to ninety-two uh, with kind of more of an overhand curveball type pitch. Like it was like legit. Like I can switch to this whenever I want to, um, and it I, it was really impressive. Uh, I was like, man, this is this is the kind of guy that that. I think a lot of call like, like major D1 <clears throat> pitching coaches would like to have in their bullpen because you can, it can give you different looks and just, it's just something really different. Um, and he's got some, he's got some stuff to back it up as well. So, uh, I, it was just fascinating. I, I, I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. A guy could literally go from submarine to over the top, um, in the same at bat if he wanted to, just a really, really unique trait. And, uh, I imagine he's going to get some some scouting attention this spring uh, just because it's so different and because there's some real stuff there. And um, Jackson Harrell, a guy I saw a ton at Vista Ridge. He hammered the ball for Grayson. Uh, Good bat to ball skill. Didn't surprise me. He was, he was a good player in high school. I think he's poised to have a, have a pretty good big year for Grayson. All right, I'm going to run through these, these Dodgers scout team guys fairly quickly, but I got to start with a guy that we're familiar with. Because uh, he he was one of the MVPs from the from the Don Mattingly um, World Series. Caden Miller was by far the best hitter um, on the field Tuesday night at San Jacinto. In, in four of his five at bats, he had a really deep fly out to right field, a hard line up to right field. Um, He smashed a hard uh, single through the right side and hit a bomb to right center. Like guys were kind of a lot of guys were kind of struggling with their timing and there's a lot of swing and miss going on and stuff. And like, he got on there in four out of five of bats and put the barrel on the ball. Um, And it's like, it's kind of an orthodox setup. It's like kind of closed and upright. And he's resting the bat on his, on his shoulder and the elbows kind of up. But if you watch the swing, it's like really quick and really efficient. And like, he's, he's strong through the barrel. Like he's not a very big guy. Um, but he can really impact the baseball. And I know he opened some eyes um, at San Jacinto with the way he swung the bat because you have that kind of performance in that setting. Um, it means you can hit, and it also means you're going to grab the attention uh, of some of those, those scouts on looking um, that are going to be probably taking a little bit closer look at his at bats the next time those guys play. Um, Omar Cerna, guy that we saw on the big stage at Area Code, I mean, he was hitting again. Um out, out of San Justino Uh one of my favorite moments of that was um he just missed a home run off the bat. And uh, I was filming near the San Jack dugout, and you could hear the commentary off the bat because they thought it was gone. It was an oh <laughs> and it goes flying in the air, and then eventually, yeah, eventually they see it kind of drops into left field. <clears throat> um, he threw out a runner as well. Um, you know, for him it's he's got he's got a lot of time. I mean, it's just when the as the receiving keeps improving, his drafts prospect status is just going to keep going up because he can, he can really hit and he has a strong arm too. And he likes to compete. He really competes in the batter's box. Uh, he wants to get after it in there. Um, Braylon Payne had the defensive highlight of the night. He like tracked a really deep fly ball into center field and made a really impressive catch right before he crashed into the wall. It's kind of scary. He went down for a couple of minutes. Um, I thought at first, the way he hit the wall is like, Oh man, he might've separated a shoulder or something like that. But, um, after a couple minutes, he shook it off. He was fine, and like as much as I'd watched Braylon Payne a lot throughout the summer, I never really see, never really got to see him run down balls a lot in center field. I mean, you know how it is. Like you can watch a guy in the outfield for six games, and he might have like two balls hit to him, and they might be routine fly balls. So he got to run down a couple balls in center at San Jacinto, and I was I was I was impressed with the way he tracked, the way he went after the baseball. Um, I thought his arm was a little bit stronger too. The um, batter's box, is, his timing was definitely off. He was The front half and lower half were out of sync, his first few at-bats. So by the end of it, he had smacked a hard single up the middle. Uh, it's going to be fun to follow his, you know, development this fall and, and obviously um, in, in the spring as well. Um, Blaine Brown, Rice commitment, two-way prospect, was up to 91 miles an hour from the left side on the mound. Thought he took some good swings in the batter's box. Um, big arm from a, from a corner outfield spot um as well um Devin Nunez got on base a ton I, I still really really like his swing uh I, I think he's a he's going to be ma- be a major dude in that class um Carson Luna got on base a couple times kind of muscled a soft single in the right field hit a hard ball um to left field his swing looked good uh the only pitcher to throw two innings was Jane Barfield he was up to 90 miles an hour uh slider 74 76 showed some ability to kind of take off and add a little bit more shape and sweep to it could really spin it. He he spun one and struck a guy out on a ball that hit a guy in the knee. That gives you an idea of what the breaking ball was looking like. Um, scoreless scoreless frame showed the changeup as well. Um, obviously, one of the top uncommitted guys um, in Texas, a right-handed, a left-handed pitcher with that kind of profile. Um, it, this was the first time I'd seen Ryler smart in a long time, and I, I was impressed. Uh, he was up to 93, and he beat guys in the zone with his fastball. Like, and I love his mentality. It's like, here it is. I'm going to challenge you. Let's see if you can hit it. He was 91 93, a lot of whiffs in the zone with his fastball. Uh, breaking ball was a tad inconsistent. I mean, it was just one inning, so it's like you know, it's sometimes hard to evaluate. But he, he struck a guy out the final batter, he struck out on a breaking ball, showed a changeup as well. Um, you know, looking way, way, way ahead, I, I don't know if it's going to be bullpen or starter. Um, you know, just with his, you know, how big he is in the operation and stuff like that. But it's got a chance to be really power stuff. And um, I, I just one of those guys like give me the ball and like you better be ready the moment he step in the batter's box because I'm going um, just that sort of makeup, which is what we've heard, you know, that coaches that are around him in the summer, like love him, love him. Just this, the way he takes the mound um, and that makeup and, and the way he attacks guys. Um, Bryce Navarre threw an inning. Uh, curveball spin was up to 3,006 RPM, (laughs) which is just, it's, it makes me laugh every time I see him that it's just like, he's, he's got that type of spin up to 90 miles an hour. Um, clean inning showed a 79 mile an hour change, change up as well. Uh, it's, I I would not be surprised if we come out in the spring and he's like 91, 94. And it's like, there's 15 scouts at every single start. Like that's, that's what kind of trajectory it feels like he's on. Um, I hadn't seen Trent Buckley pitch before recent ULM commitment, uh, Magnolia West two way prospect and uh, he'll have to throw some innings for those guys this spring because they lost, um, James winger and then, um, uh, uh, uh Kalen Deigert, who ended up going to yeah. UTA and uh, he was up to 91 miles an hour. And like, you can tell he's, he's, he's still very new to pitching. He doesn't quite know what he's doing. Um, but there's some arm speed, there's some spin, Uh, he's, he's interesting. If they can harness the control and and get him reps and things like that, um, Magnolia West could have something. And then ULM, obviously, I mean, he could be an infielder, uh, or a pitcher looking way, way down the road. Um, make sure I'm not missing anybody here. There weren't, there really weren't many offensive standouts. Um, it was, I don't think it was for lack of effort, but it was just kind of a blah offensive performance, um, overall. Um, but some, but some good stuff on the mound. Uh, you know, with, with Barfield and and Smart and and Brown. You know, Navarre seeing those lefties get up there um, and, and throw the baseball uh, was a was a fun look for sure. But yeah, Caden yeah. Miller was one of those ones where it was like, yeah, you probably need to move him up in the rankings. <laughs> it's just like, and, and I think part of it's kind of you know. It's it's some of the same thing that Jared Thomas ran into as a draft prospect. What did scouts always say about Jared Thomas besides whether he was going to hit for power or not? Oh, he's a, he's a first baseman, you know, yeah. like that. Just unfortunately, kind of works against guys for, from the draft perspective. But he can move. Like I, it wouldn't shock me if next time uh, the Dodgers scout team plays, they've got him in the outfield to see if he can play at the outfield because right. of how well he swung the bat um but he he was he was really really good uh picked up right where we left off in the summer um and it was it was fun to fun to get that was actually believe it or not my first ever trip uh to sand jack to watch a game first huh. ever yeah
1: that's one more than me yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's just it, I think. it's one of those yeah it's one of those places i think it's probably the coldest place when it's cold and it's probably the hottest place when it's hot but yeah um Got a chance to go tonight, and they and they had some of some of their better arms saved. I think they're going to LSU this weekend, um. So they kind of were gearing up for for that when D one coaches can be out on the road and and all right. that sort of stuff. Speaking of, great segue, the TSA event we've got coming up, um, this weekend at Melissa, the home away from home, uh, yeah. the 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 TSA uh, Texas Scouts Association uh, tournament, um, that. You know, powered by Five Tool. I mean, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be doing all the coverage and, and hosting that up there at Melissa. Um, the list of teams is really really good uh, from both the upper class, um, and we've got an underclass 2025 group as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you you look at a bunch of the teams on here. I mean, Arlington A's teams, Dallas Patriots teams, Tigers GPS. Um, dirt bags, uh, DFW twins, uh, Texas twelve, Cobras. I mean, Doolin. And I think, and I think, Doolin. I, the, I, I want to see the Doolins and Star combined team. That's that's what I'm. Uh, the 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 Doolins Dodgers performance. I, I I'm uh, I'm especially excited to see that.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's going to be a few teams like that that have some guys joining that don't normally play with them. So uh-huh. excited to see the rosters come in once they get finalized today. Uh, but it should be a good weekend. You know, I, I know a lot of people listening to this may know who Darren Rombach is. Um, but <clears throat> cool event. Uh, really like that the scouts have found a way to honor him and yes. and provide some scholarships and some 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 neat stuff to some deserving kids across the area I know that was a big a big draw for last year's event and you know makes makes it a special event you know it makes it a little bit more than just a tournament so um, you know obviously we're excited for the for the baseball side of it and the the loaded rosters um, but you know be remiss if we didn't mention um Darren and his family and uh what he's meant to the the scouting association and group of scouts in this part of in this part of the country um and you know get to make some good out of it and and, and provide some kids with some scholarships that that have earned it and and definitely need it so um yeah it's
0: it's, it's really cool deal I mean those guys are truly are you know a fraternity you know when you're in that um and I mean, it's his, his baseball career was, was just incredible. So it's, it's, I know he's gotta be smiling at, at these guys, you know, having something like this with his name attached to it to, to help kids and maybe give kids an opportunity to keep going through college and stuff like that. So uh, a really, really cool deal that um, it's in its um, second year. So I, I, I love it. Cause it's, I mean, it's, it's great because, the players you know look around and it's like okay there's there are scouts here and there's going to be a bunch of college coaches i already had a couple college coaches reach out to me about you know hey what are the rosters looking like what are the teams so on and so forth so uh, it's going to be a really 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 fun event um you know we do a lot of cool stuff in the fall but this is certainly i think my my highlight is is seeing this event and and what it stands for, and, and things like that. So it'll get going Friday night uh, with the underclass group, and then Saturday and Sunday, uh, it'll be a mix of kind of upper class and and underclass as well. Um, really, really great event. Looking forward to uh, the teams. It's a it's a great great team list. Um, so it's gonna be some some really really good players out there. Um, you know, I remember last this event last fall. Was like my first look at Micah Kendrick, and I was like, Whoa, this guy is going to be really, really good. Um, and it turns out he had a heck of a season for Rockwall, so hoping to find our, our next Micah Kendrick in there, a guy that's poised to kind of take off, um, and go to the next level. But, um, you know,
1: I noticed that in the open, it, it maybe, I guess, with the schedule Sunday, it'll keep you from having to watch the Steelers. <laughs>
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, just because it's your birthday, you don't get to take shots at the Steelers. I mean. I'm just, I'm feeling for you. I'm feeling for you. One big Cowboys win, and look what happens. Uh, (laughs) One big Cowboys win, and and look what happens.
1: I know what you've been saying in public and private about them, so I I don't know why you're getting all up in arms. But I know you're a big Matt Canada fan. So.
0: Yeah, like, so you can, like, it, it's it's gotten to the point where every game now you can go on Twitter and find people that are just, like, getting the, like, the All-22 or this, some sort of video version of one of their plays. And it's like, ha-ha, oh, look at this. And it's just like, yeah, that's stupid. What, why is he doing that? Like, why are we well, going backwards why are we not going forwards like what what why are three guys running into the same area in the red zone like what what are we doing like my my problem was i got suckered by what they did in the preseason so i was like man like they're hammering teams they look like a traditional nfl offense with like play like play action and dropping back and like you know, standard NFL stuff, you know, Tom Brady, you know, stuff that he did for, for 20 years. Um, and then they get into the regular season. It's the same old BS with, with all this. ah, oh, it's, I think they, <laughs> they're like, Hey, maybe can he pick They're not, they're
1: not, they're not playing. They're not playing the Tom Herman defense. So like Canada, yeah. I guess, crush, crush us with. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With, when, um, Todd Orlando couldn't figure out a jet sweep, you know, um, to his credit. I think they corrected that like the next week. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's just, it was just a reminder. Like, yeah, this guy is not fit to be an NFL offensive coordinator. And like, I haven't seen it yet, but I barely opened his media availability today with like a statement. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, like, you know, you're in are you've been so bad and you're going to get attacked that you just have to open with like a statement about whatever, um it's uh it's it's been yeah it was not I was I was so fired up about the NFL season and then it was like by the second quarter because I was like I, we took Jack to uh and Lucy um he had his first soccer shots class not did not go well um we have to work oh, on we, we have we have our first soccer game on Saturday morning we had we're gonna have to work on on the discipline um not a fan of listening to the coach right now well what's the what's the team name Uh, it's just, he's not on a team. It's just a class called soccer shots. It's like a learning. You get to go out there and run around and and do some stuff. But we made the mistake of telling him he, we're going to go to the pool after soccer shots so that he just asked him to the pool and he could, he could see the pool from where they were. (laughs) All right, let's not do that again. Um And then we went to the pool, like the, the JCC, um, in Austin, like they just redid the pool and it's like Mm. phenomenal, like slides and all sorts of cool stuff. And I was like, look, kept looking at the clock. I was like, who enjoyed it more, Jack or you? We both equally, like I was in there after about five minutes, once I realized that he's okay, he's not going to like, I don't have to fear for like him going underwater or anything. Yeah. I was like, Hey Jack, you want to go on the slide with you? You know? So I'm just going down all the slides too. Um, but I kept looking uh. at the clock. I was like, ah, it's 12 by the time they get dried off, gotta get lunch. It's gonna be like one o'clock. Like, I'm missing the game. And I texted sukamel and you know, and I was like, hey, you know, how's the game going? If you find a good stream, send it to me because I'm not paying for Sunday ticket. And he's like, you don't want to watch. I was like, oh, you don't have YouTube TV? No. I do, but I don't, I'm not paying 300 bucks for NFL Sunday ticket. Hmm. I thought, yeah, it's, no, a, thought you know, it's was an add on. No, it's oh. an add-on. No, it's it's yeah, it's expensive. Um, and I was like, I was like, man, I'm missing the game. And I get there and I'm like, I have not missed anything. This is awful. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Um, so yeah, that's uh it did help that the entire offseason, the the Pittsburgh media just like built this team up. Like, oh well they, they were good in the preseason. Yeah. Now Deontay
1: Johnson's hurt.
0: Yeah. Calvin Austin looked like he's, he's going to fill in pretty well in that regard. Um, speaking of former Steelers here, have you seen the Chase Claypool stuff, how bad he's been in Chicago? Oh, man. How they got a second-round pick for that, that guy? Oh, man. So one of the bad.
1: all-time fleecings.
0: So bad. Yeah, terrible. All right, so but before we get out of here, what is your updated Texas Longhorns projection for the season? now that the, the alabama game which on paper I'm, was easily their most difficult day. i don't know but it. yeah, i'm, easily I'm most sticking difficult i'm sticking at 10 and 2 okay i'm sticking at 10 and 2 what what's besides the obvious of they just haven't done it before what else scares you cuz certainly that game at Baylor does not look as difficult as it once did well i mean you know nor the game at houston if we're being there's,
1: honest there's honestly there's been a due to uh commissioner comments um that's Uh, one of my biggest fears yeah i was actually you know we can be hard on them at times but i thought the i thought the officiating in the alabama game was really good
0: yeah Um, i agree
1: there there was some some big calls that they made both ways yeah both ways but i thought that they got everything right Mm -hmm. like i mean they're I've given up on holding being called in college football so yeah, let's throw intense. that let's just throw that out the window but like as far as like the big pivotal plays in the game it's multiple there were multiple some of them had penalties a couple scores called back couple um you know fumbles or not or how it worked like I thought the I thought the crew got them all right in the end so which is all you can really ask for um but that's something that scares me a little bit. Um, but hope, I mean, hopefully that, you know, the team understands that and knows that they can't mess, can't afford to mess it around and mm-hmm. leave it in the hands of the officiating. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're, you're going to give yourself, you know, you put yourself in a bad spot if you're, if you're, or you're there, but I mean, on paper, there should be nobody to give them much of a, Not much of a game, but there there shouldn't be anyone that they're less talent less talented than from here on out. So right, um, you know, and so you know, I I will pat myself on the back for staying on the Stark train all this time. And well, this was the year. Yeah, yeah, I made it for a lot of reasons, Um, but you know, I mean, if we're talking about like specific players. Uh, losing Jalen Ford would be disastrous. Oh, don't Um, put that out
0: in the universe.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, well, you asked me what I was afraid of. Um, But that would be a big blow. He's probably the most crucial single player to the team's success. Just, I mean, number one, he's obviously a good player. Number two, it's just what else is at that position around him. It's just a major drop-off. Whereas mm -hmm. most of the other spots have an obvious – You know, at least decent solution. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's just weird how the schedule looks now. It's like at Baylor, it's like ah, they're they're kind of a mess. It's like at Houston, well, well, they're they're, they're, lost to Rice. Yeah, they're
1: gonna have to. It's gonna have to come down to, you know, and and I and I like where they play people too. Like, I mean, some of the games that I would think would be tougher are actually at at home, so that should mm -hmm. help too. Um. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just who knows. That's that's why college football is so fun is, you know, who shows up what day is, is all that really matters. Yeah. So it like a bunch so. of
0: people like everybody's been like, oh, you know, Alabama's gonna be well, I, I see a bunch of people. It might be, I might have just been missing the overly negative stuff, but there's some people like, oh, Alabama's gonna be fine. They're still gonna like maybe lose one more game. It's like I don't know, man. Like I don't know how that that did not look like a Nick Saban team. Did no, but it, like the physicality, but different style. But of he's pretty good.
1: He's pretty good oh. at getting a response after a game like that, yeah. of which he of which he's never actually had. But um, you know, he never lost by double digits at home ever, no matter where he was. Yeah. Um. So that was there were some crazy stats that were put up about that game and. But we'll see. I mean, it's yeah. it's just so week to week. I, I don't think the West is very good this year, in, in comparison to most years at least. Right. Usually it's a um,
0: gauntlet, and it, it's not yeah, not what it usually is. So
1: yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Dion start playing some real teams too. So
0: yeah, cool. yeah. I uh, I did not realize how bad Nebraska's receivers were, and I did not realize how much. Of well, and, and
1: several was. of them were hurt too. Yeah, yeah. that was they're pathetic
0: on offense. Yeah, it's really really
1: and then now really now Jay Norvell. Um you see yeah, how about that? Yeah. How about that? I I I don't get what he's doing there. Uh no.
0: But huh.
1: yeah. Um but now he now if they didn't have their attention they do. So
0: yeah. Just I bet yeah.
1: D I I don't know maybe, knowing I could see Dion getting together with a, a guy saying hey, let's let's drum up some publicity for this game a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like the like the, uh, the Florida State LSU thing where Brian Kelly said that we're going to beat the heck out of him on the radio show. But like the context of it was like not that bad, like when you yeah. listen to it, you know, But like, oh, yeah. somebody somebody Sound took bite. that quote and like blew it up. And like it was clearly all over Florida State's locker room. <laughs> Um, uh, and it's just like, man, like don't don't give some of these guys any little sort of anything um yeah. that they can just take the team's focus and say, Hey, this they're saying this about you. Um just kind of zaps any sort of potential letdown or anything like that. So yeah, it'll 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 be wild. Um it's it'll be it'll be nice to follow a, a legitimately good Texas football team for a change. Can't remember the last time. I think the last Not time. That Knock on all the. Wood. I think the last time that happened, I was still in college. Um, so two thousand nine. Yeah, you took a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't really have the. Uh, I, didn't have a, lap. I didn't have a. I didn't have I I didn't have a baseball program keeping me aligned. So I'm just kind of, you know. To my credit, though, they only did student teaching in the fall. So, like, you had to take a fall, like, the final fall semester. But, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Took a little longer. Knew they had a good football team that year. Um, yeah. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks for tuning in uh, to the 5Tool Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at 5 Pod and on Instagram as well. Again, we've got the uh, Texas Scouts Association, um, Darren Rombach a remor- a Memorial Tournament coming up this weekend. Keep it locked in for all of the coverage on there. Just go to fivetool.org. You can even just go to the events page. Um, go down to tournaments and leagues, um, go down to the Texas Scouts Association games, event hub, or actually go to the line. And you can literally just click follow. And every time you go on the five tool, it'll be personalized on your little feed there. So obviously we'll have a ton of coverage um, coming out of that event this weekend. You can go online and, and see all the video coverage from the, uh, the scout teams, the North Texas slash Blue Jays and the Dodgers in the South. Um, and I've got some uh, some writing on both teams up on the website as well. Um, and we got some stuff from um, – uh, it was fun to follow our coverage um, out in, like, New Mexico and Arizona. Um, some really talented arms. Uh, besides uh, Zach Kamat, who was still 95 miles an hour, who looked really, really good. Um, there are some really good Juco arms out in Arizona, um, some good younger players out in New Mexico. Uh, we wrote some stuff about those guys up on the website. Um, and I don't, I'm besides K-Mats. besides k mats i do not know if any of them were committed. So some really talented players, um, uh, to check out there. Uh, but for, for Drew, who is one year older today, um, happy birthday to you, uh, for me and us from all the listeners as well. I'll speak for them. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a good weekend until we talk to you all next time. I hope your NFL team is better than the Steelers. Take care.